Welcome back, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. It's me, your host, Katie, here yet again with another episode of Abundantly Aware, and the second episode of our week of journaling together. The This podcast is a space for all things mindfulness, meditation, and of course, journaling. If you enjoy this series in particular, please consider subscribing here on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast episodes because it is a fantastic way to help us grow the podcast. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. It's all about building your journaling practice. So let's get into it. So, we spoke on the last episode about discovering why you want to journal and how your practice is going to work for you. In today's episode, we're actually going to talk all about setting boundaries around journaling. Um, This is to keep the stress low and the follow-through high, hopefully. There are three boundaries specifically, or I guess you could call them rules, that I place on my journaling practice, and I want to talk about those so maybe they can give you a little bit of inspiration into how you want to go forward within your journaling practice. So, the first of those boundaries is less pressure and expectation. So, I don't have a word count. (laughs) If you've heard anything online about the artist's way um, that I mentioned in yesterday's episode, the author writes about morning pages. I'm sure you have heard about morning pages on the internet somewhere. Um, This actually means three full pages each morning um, in your journal. And honestly, (laughs) now that I work full time and I'm trying to grow my business, I uh, don't have upwards of an hour each morning to journal, so the only condition that I have is to show up in the morning to the pages. That's it. Those are my morning pages, if you will. Um, This means sometimes my pages look like one paragraph, and sometimes they look pages and pages upon pages of my thoughts, my work through of thoughts and my plans. So less pressure and no expectation. The next boundary I set for myself is I make it part of my routine. So currently, I journal while eating breakfast in the mornings. Um, It's the second to last thing that I do before I start my workday at 9am. So for me personally, following steps in my mind and not having to think and make decisions in the morning, like that helps me immensely. Um, It's really easy to get decision fatigue when you work for yourself and you're making all the decisions constantly. And so that one thing is my morning routine where I don't have to think. I journal every morning. And the only time that I've actually missed journaling is when I didn't journal in the morning. And I put it off to do it at another time. And the other time never happens. So make it part of your routine, whatever kind of routine that you have, may or may not have. The last boundary that I put around my journaling practice is to make it easy. So this is truly the one thing that I took away from Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you haven't read, definitely give it a read. 
Um, that book circulates throughout the internet as well. So I'm sure you've heard of that book as well. Um, in order to create a space, um, to have journaling become easier, I stacked journaling on top of, um, something that I already do, which is eat breakfast. Super easy, makes it super easy. Um, you know, as I bring my food to the table to eat, my journal is already there with my pen attached. So I just have to pull it out and start journaling while I eat. It's really simple and easy is always better. Um, I've been actually able to successfully do this with something else, which is learning Spanish. As of today, I've actually been doing Duolingo for 182 days in a row. My little duo on my phone screen tells me so every single day. And I'm extremely proud of this milestone that I've hit. And because I've tried it before, I've tried to do, I've tried to learn a language. Um, I tried to learn French before, even though, you know, we take it in school here in Canada. Still, I tried to learn it after the fact and I just never went anywhere. I think I used it for about two days and then I stopped and then I would do it for two days and then I completely deleted the whole entire app. So, um, yeah, in order to, you know, keep on top of learning, I stack learning with going to the bathroom in the morning, um, and brushing my teeth and making my breakfast. I stack it all on top of each other. So it's so much easier to accomplish. Um, it only takes one lesson for like five minutes a day to actually start learning a language. Never knew. I thought it was all a farce. <laughs> and I'm working on finding a show to watch actually in Spanish um, so that I can read the subtitles and the words and like understand the words that I pick up. So if you have any recommendations, please throw them my way. All right, now we get into the journaling part. So grab your journal. Oh, wait. Pause this video and grab the journal. <laughs> so we're going to journal on setting boundaries around journaling. And I'm also going to include a PDF down below with all the journal prompts so you don't necessarily have to pause this video or this podcast. So, and you can just follow along. Um, the first journal prompt I have is, would you like to use one or more of the boundaries that I have? Because you absolutely can. Did any of them strike intrigue in you? Uh, would you like to tweak a little bit of one or more of the boundaries that I have? That's also an option. Make it work for you. Um, is there a boundary that you've heard others speak about that you like to use um, in building your own practice? What does your ideal journaling practice actually look like? How long do you have to commit to your practice. Next, how do I want to feel during or after my journaling sessions? Is there a way for me to follow through with that feeling? A boundary that I can set to enable that feeling to come to fruition. How can we start small and achievable when it comes to journaling? You don't have to do it all at once. Um, how do boundaries actually make you feel? And do you even like the idea of setting parameters around your practice? Or would you prefer something more in flow, more sporadic and uh, intentional, I guess you could call it? Or I guess intuitive. Intuitive, I think I would prefer to use. So 
a question I've got about journaling. Um, At the end of every episode in this series, I'm going to answer a question that I've had in the past or one from the comments down below. So please, please, please leave any questions that you might have for me about journaling down below and I'll do my best to answer them. So this question, the question for this episode is, how do you choose a journal? So me personally, um, I've tried the aesthetic route (laughs) and I never really used it because it was just too perfect to touch. It was just too perfect to use. And uh, when I switched to a plain color, Um, and spiral binding because it helps me gain more room to write in the margins for my left-handedness. I actually found the perfect fit. And so we also want to think about like the comfort of us when we're journaling because there are multiple different, I think there's probably about two two or three different types of binding um, when, when it comes to journaling. But you can just use the regular book-bound um, spine if that works for you. But I can never seem to get it to lay flat. And again, like I can't get into the margins. Like I, I just can't get into the margins when I'm writing. And that's really important to me because I don't want to waste paper. Um, we also have to think about our budget. And sometimes pretty quote-unquote um journals are expensive whereas mine is about five dollars each journal i get them in a pack um and they last me about three months or so um so think about what will get you coming back to the pages and what's feasible for you budget-wise those are my two tips on choosing a journal in anyways so takeaways from this episode boundaries around journaling sometimes aren't for everyone but if you do know they're for you it's best to pick ones that suit your life and your practice that's it for this episode of abundantly aware and this series if you resonated with this episode you can find us over on instagram and youtube at abundantly aware podcast and uh if you're enjoying this series so far I would love for you to leave a comment down below of one thing you took away or learnt from this series so far. A reminder that if you resonate with any part of this podcast and would like to add something to the conversation, I would love to have you come onto the podcast and link to that will be in the description of every episode of this series and beyond. Um, Lastly, the way I like to end all my podcast episodes is... Always remember, with awareness comes the ability to create a life that's holy and completely yours. Thank you so much for watching this episode, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye.